Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lekot HaSichas, Chedek Yud Gimel, Parshas Ba'aleis, Chasicha Aleph. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's parsha we learned the Pasuk of Uveyem Simchaschem, Uvemayadechem, Uveroshei Chodsheichem, Uskaitem Bachatseisreis, Aleleisechem, Valzivchei Shalmechem, Vahayulochem Lezikaren, Lefnei Elekechem, Ani Hashem Elekechem. And we learn two teachings of Rashi on it. And there are five parts in the Sicha. The Rebbe will, number one, ask nine questions on these two teachings of Rashi. Number two, present the key to answering the questions. Number three, based on this, answer all nine questions. Number four, present the detail in Rashi in Pnimi Yisayinyanim. And number five, present understanding of the discussed Psukim, because there's also a previous Pasuk that will be discussed in the Sicha. And so we'll present understanding of the discussed psukim in Aveda Sashem. From the Pasuk in our parsha, Uviyem Simchaschem, Uvimayadechem, Uvirashe Chotchechem, Uskaitem Bachatseitzreis, Alonisechem, Valzivche Shalmechem, Vahoyulachem the Zikarm Lefne Lekechem, Ania Shem Lekechem. So Rashi quotes the words Al Eilisechem, and he explains the carbon sibur a cos of Medaber, that the cos of the Pasuk is talking about a carbon sibur when it says Al Eilisechem. And there are three questions here on this Rashi. And just to point out before I start that I wasn't very clear about what the three questions are, and so I'm going to explain them according to my understanding. So the first question is that L'Chaira, apparently, seemingly, it should be enough for Rashi to just say B'Karben Sibur, and there's no need to add HaKasav Medaber, and we'll still know that it's also referring to Zil V'chei Shalmechem, even though Rashi doesn't quote from the Pasuk, to also tell us that it's referring to Zivchei Shalmechem. Still, we would know that it's referring to Zivchei Shalmechem as well. So why does Rashi have to say, B'Karben Sibur, and then add HaKasav Medaber? The second question is, how does Rashi know in Pshutei Shalmikra that the Pasuk is talking about a carbon Sibur and not a carbon Yachid? Now, some of Farshim say that the proof of Rashi is, like it says in the Sifri and the Gemara, it's from a Hekish from the carbon shlomim in this pasuk. However, it's explained over there in the Sifri and the Gemara. However, as we explained many times, Rashi explains everything that's needed for Pshut Mikra. And he doesn't rely on what's written in the Sifri and the Gemara. And so if that's what Rashi had in mind, he would have explained it. He would have said what the proof is, or at the very least, he would have written like it says in the Sifri and the Gemara. And from the fact that he doesn't do this, he doesn't bring the teaching from the Sifri, he doesn't refer to the teaching of the Sifri, that indicates that it's not his proof. So the question is, what is the proof? How does Rashi know in Pshut Mikra that the Pasuk is talking about a carbon Sibur? And the third question is, according to the above, that we don't learn that it's talking about a carbon Sibur from something else, because then Rashi would have said it. But rather, it must be that we learn it from the Pasuk itself, and like Rashi says, the Kosov, HaKosov Medaber, the Pasuk is talking about a carbon Sibur. So the question is, what's the proof from the Pasuk itself? Afterwards, Rashi quotes from the Pasuk, Ani Hashem Adekechem, and he explains, Mikan Lomadnu, from here we learned, Malchis im Zichreinus Veshefers, that there's Malchis with Zichreinus and Shefers. How do we learn it? Shanemar Uskaitem, it says Uskaitem in the Pasuk, Are Shefers. It says Lezikarin, Are Zichreinus. 
it says at the end, so So we learn from here that Malchus go together with Zuchreinus V'Shefus, and Rashi concludes V'Chulu. And there are six questions here, and the Rebbe divides them into two sets of questions of three. So we're going to do first three questions, and then the other three. The first question is, like we spoke many times, it's not the way of Rashi, who explains Pshudnish Mikra to teach halachas that Razal expounded and learned from the Pasuk. But rather, he only brings teachings of Razal that are needed for understanding Pshudnish Mikra. And so the question over here is, what is missing in our understanding of the Pasuk that because of this thing that's missing, Rashi has to bring this teaching of Halacha that we have Malchias together with Zechreinus and Shafras. The second question is, and this is a continuation of the first question, more than what we just said. The meaning of the Pasuk is simple. It is a Tzivoy, to blow the Chatzetzeris, and through that, it'll be that the Yidden are remembered before Hashem. And Rashi comes and explains it not like it is Kipshotei. That when it says Uskaita, it refers to Shafris, and when it says Zikaran, it refers to Zechreinus. So that's in regards to the first part of the Pasuk, where it says Uskaitem Bachatzetzeris, and which is understood very simply that through Ruskaitim there'll be that the Yidim will be remembered. And the same thing applies similarly with the end of the Pasuk, where it says, Ani Hashem Rashi already explained to us in Parshas Ve'era that when it says Ani Hashem, it means Nemam Lashalam Sachartayv that Hashem is trusted to reward And Rashi over there says that's what it means in other places as well when it says Ani Hashem. So according to that, we could say the same thing in our Pasuk as well. When it says Ani Hashem Lekechem, it means Neman L'Shalom Sachar. And so the question over here is as well, why does Rashi explain it differently? And in a way that's not Pshut L'Shalom at all, that it's referring to Psukei Malchies. So the first and second question are asking why does Rashi bring this Pirush, especially since the Pirush of the Pasuk is understood simply. So Rashi doesn't give us the simple Pirush of the Pasuk, and then he brings a not simple explanation of the Pasuk. And the third question is, Rashi only quotes the words, Ani Hashem Lekechem over here, but he also explains the words, Uskaitem and the Zikaran, that they refer to Shaifras and Zechreinus. So according to this, Rashi should have quoted those words as well, or he should have explained them beforehand in their own Dibra Maschal, that Uskaitim refers to Shaifras, and Lezikarim refers to Zechreinus. There are another three Diyukim in Rashi. Number one, why doesn't Rashi first write Dorshu Rabbeseinu, or Vechayetzebeza, something similar to this, like he does whenever the Pasuk is not understood in Pshutah Mikra, and he has to bring a drasha. Rashi says, Dorshu Rabbeseinu. How come Rashi over here doesn't say Dorshu Rabbeseinu or something similar to that? The second diuk is, what's Rashi hinting to with the Vechulu at the very end of his Pirush? What's he hinting to with this? And another part of this diuk is, why doesn't Rashi explain what it is that he's hinting to? From the fact that he brings it, that indicates that it's relevant to his explanation. So why doesn't he actually explain what it is that he's hinting to? 
So number one, what is he hinting to? And number two, why is it that he only hints to it and doesn't explain it fully? And the third diuk is Rashi in Parshas Emmer says on the Pasuk over there that it's referring to Psuke Zechreinus and Psuke Shefers. So why over here does Rashi change from what he writes over there and he just writes plainly Zechreinus and Shefers and he doesn't use the word Psuke. Now we're going to move on to the key of the Sicha. And the key of the Sicha is to answer a general question on this Pasuk. And once we answer that question, then we'll be able to move on and understand the two Rashis and answer the questions on the Rashis. So the explanation of all of this will be understood by first presenting another question. We spoke many times that the way of Rashi and the Torah is to explain anything which is unclear in Pshut HaShemikra. So according to this, we have to understand over here, why doesn't Rashi explain the meaning of the words at the very beginning of our Pasuk? Which day of Simcha is the Pasuk talking about? Because we can't explain that it's referring to Mayadim Simcha, which are the Yamam Tevim, because those are mentioned right afterwards. It says, And they're mentioned with a Vav HaMaisif, meaning that we're now moving on to something else. We're moving on to the Mayadim. So that means beforehand we were not talking about the Yamam Tevim. We were not talking about the Mayadim. Now, in Sifri, it explains that when it says of Yem Simchaschem, it means These refer to Shabbos. However, if that's what Rashi meant, if so, Rashi should have explained it. Rashi should tell us of Yem Simchaschem Eilu Shabbosis. And also, it's not just that Rashi didn't explain it, Rashi actually can't explain it this way. Since we don't find the idea of Simcha on Shabbos, that it should therefore be called Uviyem Simchaschem. And then, it would, and it would be especially a problem when it's written near Uvamayadechem, and specifically Shabbos, which we don't find ever that it's called Simcha, is called Uviyem Simchaschem, and not the Yamam Tevim that are called days of Simcha. By them, they're only referred to as Mayadechem. So it can be like the Sifri that it's talking about Shabbos, and to point out that even Al Derech Halacha, this isn't a simple matter to connect Shabbos to Simcha. And we also can say this is a side point. That when it says of Yim Simchaschem, it's a person's personal simcha, since Rashi explains that when it says Alei Leisechem, it's Bekar Ben Sibur, it's a public thing, not a personal thing. And therefore, because Rashi doesn't say anything over here, we must say that according to Rashi, it's self-understood. Because Rashi explains anything that's unclear in Pshutosh Mikra. And if something is unclear and Rashi doesn't have an answer, he'll say, Eini Yedea, I don't know. And if something is unclear and he doesn't say anything and he doesn't say any idea, that means that either it's understood based on something we explained earlier or it's self-understood. And so in this case, we're going to have to say that it's self-understood. And the explanation is in the previous Pasuk, right before this Pasuk of Uvayim Simchaschem, it says, There'll be a battle of you should blow the the Chatzaitz race, you'll be safe from your enemies. And in continuation to this, our Pasuk says, with a Vava Chibur. It's continuing from the previous Pasuk, meaning that this Pasuk comes in continuation to the previous Pasuk. So according to this, it's understood simply that a refers to a Yayim Simcha that the Yidim will make after after they are saved from their enemies. They're going to make it to thank and praise Hashem for being saved from their enemies. So that's the meaning of the first words of our Pasuk, it refers to the time that when the Yidden are when they're safe from their enemies. And now we're going to move on to the main point of the answer and answering questions 1, 2, and 3 that were all about the first Rashi of Bekar ben Sibur HaKos of Medaber. 
According to this, it's understood very simply the proof that Eliseichem is a carbon sibber, since everything in these psukim are matters of a tzibur. Everything in these psukim are about a tzibur. So it's understood that also the continuation of the Pasuk, when it says, Al Eliseichem, it's Bikarban Sibur, Akos of Medaber. This Pasuk is talking about matters of a tzibur. From the beginning, from Uvayim Simchaschem, that's referring to when the Yidin being saved from their enemies as a tzibur. And when it says Hakasov Medaber, it refers to Zivchi Shalmechem. So the way it answers the first three questions, again, when it came to the first three questions, I did not fully understand them. But my understanding of it over here is that the reason why it says Hakasov Medaber, it seems like there's two parts to it. Number one, the whole Pasuk is talking about Uvayim Simchaschem. It's talking about a time of something related to the Tzibur. Uvayim Simchaschem, Uvmaidechem, Uvayim These are all days of Tzibur. From the beginning of Yim Simchaschem, like we just said in the key to the Sicha. The Rebbe says clearly in the Sicha that a Kosov Medaber also refers to Zivche Shalmechem. In regards to what's the source that the Pasuk is talking about a carbon Sibur, because the whole Pasuk, the whole discussion over here is about a carbon Sibur. So, of course, also the Ale Leisechem is a carbon Sibur. And specifically, how is the Pasuk itself a proof for this? So, again, it's because the topic of the Pasuk is something of a Sibur. Now we're going to move on to answering questions 4, 5, 6, 7, and 9. So the only question we're not going to answer right now, we're going to answer afterwards, is question 8. So according to this, according to this explanation, that our Pasuk comes in continuation to the previous Pasuk, so it's understood that we can't explain the Aniyah Hashem Lekechem that's written here to mean what it means in other places, that Nem on Shalom Sachar, since the previous Pasuk already says that Hashem will give Sachar. It says over there that through Vareis Machat Saitzreis, then there will be Veneshaitem Eivechem. And therefore, the question is, what does Ani Hashem Alekechem teach us? Not what's the meaning of the words, but what does it teach us since it can't be learned the way it's usually learned? And therefore, Rashi explains that the extra words, Ani Hashem Alekechem, come to teach us a halacha, because there's no need for these words. What they mean, we know. But why are they written? They're not written to tell us Neman L'Shalom Sachar, because we know that already. So why were they written here? And that's why Rashi writes, Mikan Lomadanu. Meaning to say that he's not explaining the words Ani Hashem Alekechem, because their meaning is simple, but rather to explain what we learn out for them, because they're extra. So the meaning of the words we know, but there's no need for these words to be written to teach us Nem on L'Shalom Sacher, because we know that already. So what are they teaching us? And Rashi continues, Malchis in Zichreinus V'Shoifrus Shenemar Uskatam Harei Shoifrus L'Zikarin and his intent is not to explain that when it says Uskaitem Goimel Zikarin is Psukim, the Psukim of Shaifris and the Psukim of Zikrainis, which is the opposite of the simple meaning. That's not what the Psukim mean. The Psukim mean exactly what they seem to be saying that the Eden will blow the Chatzaitz race and they'll be remembered. But rather, what Rashi is saying is because the Pasuk adds here, Ani Hashem Alekechem, it teaches us that when there are Shafris and Zichreinus, we need to add Malchias to them. So this is already answering a lot of the questions. One of our questions was, it's not the way of Rashi to teach halachas that Razal learned from the Pasuk. He's not teaching us a Pasuk that's learned from, a halacha that's learned from the Pasuk. He's addressing the extra words over here. So it's not the meaning of the Pasuk. And that was the next question. The meaning of the Pasuk is simple. Rashi is not changing the meaning of the Pasuk. 
Then we also asked, Rashi only quotes the words, What about the words that he's explaining? The explanation is that he's not coming to tell us the meaning of those words. Rashi is only addressing the fact that there's the extra words over here, and what we can learn out of it for elsewhere, not the meaning of the Psukim. And that's also why Rashi doesn't say because he's not darshaning this Pasuk to mean anything different than the simple meaning. And then we'll also address why Rashi doesn't say Psukai. Zechreinus and Psuke Shaifers. He doesn't use the word Psuke. So Rashi is just telling us that what we learn from the extra words is that whenever there are Shaifers and Zechreinus, we have to add Malchus to them. That just like in this Pasuk where it says Uskaitim and Lezikarin, it adds on Yeshem Lekechem, which is Malchus, which we said shouldn't be written here. So, so too, whenever there are Shaifers and Zechreinus, so one also has to. There also has to be over there Malchus. Just like over here, look, the Pasuk adds the words, which are not needed. It adds it to tell us that whenever there are Malch, Zechreinus, and Shefers, you have to add Malchus. And that's why Rashi doesn't say Psuki Zechreinus or Psuki Shefers, since he's not referring to Psukim, because in our Pasuk it's not talking about Psuki Zechreinus and Psuki Shefers. So Rashi is not going to mention anything about Psukim, because our Pasuk is not. Talking about Psuki Zechreinus and Psuki Shefers, it just mentions Uskaitim, which is Shefers, it mentions Lezikaran, which is Zechreinus, and then the Pasuk goes and adds Anishem Lekechem, which seems extra. So it's teaching us that whenever you have Zechreinus and Shefers, nothing to do with Psuki Zechreinus and Psuki Shefers, because our Pasuk is not talking about Psuki Zechreinus and Psuki Shefers. You also have to add Malchias, Anishem Lekechem. And then the Rebbe continues and says, in another signin, also Rashi learns, it's another way of explaining what we just said, also Rashi learns the Pesukim simply, that through Uskaitim will be Zikarin. But we just need to understand the extra words, Ani Hashem Lekechem, why are they written? So Rashi is not changing the understanding of the Pesuk, that the Pesuk is telling us something about Malchus, Zechreinus, and Shefers. But rather the Pesuk means to say what it's saying. And the extra words, Ani Hashem Lekechem, teach us that, look, when we have Zechreinus and Shefers, we need to add Malchus, because we have in our Pesuk the idea of Shefers and Zechreinus, and it adds at the end, which is the idea of Malchias. Now we're going to move on to answer question number eight. A Talmud Memulach may ask, why does Rashi switch the order from the way it is in the Pasuk? And Rashi says, first Malchias, then Zechreinus, and then Shefers, and that's also how it is in the davening of Rosh Hashanah, first Malchias, then Zechreinus, and then Shefers. Why does he switch it when the order in the Pasuk is the total opposite? It's first Shefers, then Zechreinus, and then Malchias. And in order to answer this question, Rashi concludes with Vechulu. So before we see the answer, this already answers our eighth question. The question was, why does Rashi write Vechulu? What is it that he's hinting to? And why does he only hint to it and not say it clearly? So the answer is, what he's hinting to is why we have this change in the order in Rashi and in the Tefillah and Rosh Hashanah from the way it is in the Pasuk. And the reason he only hints to it is because this is a question of a Talmud Mamulach. And since it's not the question of every student, Rashi doesn't actually say the answer clearly, he just hints to it. So with this, by saying V'chulu, Rashi is referring to the continuation in the Safri that actually says this very question and gives an answer. It says, Im kein, if so, if this is the order in the Pasuk, Maro Chachamim Leimer Malchus Tchilo, V'achgach Zechrenis, V'achgach Shefis. What did the Chachamim see that makes, made them say that we should first say Malchus first before everything else, and then Zechrenis, and then Shefis? And they explained, because Hamlichu Alechot Tchilo, first make Hashem a king over you. That's the first thing. V'achakach Bakesh Rachamim Mofanov, Kedesha Tizacherlo, then ask Hashem for mercy, for compassion, that He should remember you. Uvamebe Shefis, and all of that is done through Shefis. And therefore, when Rashi brings a halacha from the Chachamim, 
which that's what this is over here. It's Allah from the Chachamim. He also brings it in this order, in the order that the Chachamim established that it should be done. So we can explain in Pnimi Yonim the change of what is learned out from what the order in the Pasuk is in as follows. It's explained in regards to Malchi, Zechreinus, and Shaifris that Shaifris is the level of Bina, Zechreinus is the level of Zah, and Malchius is the level of Malchus. So in the Torah, the order is Melmaila Lamata, because the Torah is Amshacha Melmaila Lamata. But in Avedis Adam, the order is Melmata Lamaila, because that's the Aved of a person, Melmata Lamaila. And now we're going to move on to explain these psukim in Avedis Sa'adam. So the explanation of the psukim in Avedis Sa'adam is as follows. The previous pasuk starts off, Kisavayu Milchama. So that hints to the constant war, the Milchama with the Yitzhahara, who, as the pasuk continues and says, is Hatsar Hatsayur Eschem. He's the one that we're always having battle against, especially in the time of davening, which, as we learn, that the time of davening is a time of battle. And the pasuk teaches us the advice to win this battle is, Vari Eisem Bachat which that represents in Avedis Sa'adam, the Lev Nishbar Vinitke, the broken heart, the Bittl Vachna, the humility and the brokenheartedness, that one should beg Hashem to help, to help them in their battle. And through this, through various Machatzeisris, that a person has a broken heart, and they beg Hashem to help them, then there will be Vinishkartem, Lifni Hashem Alikechem, Vinishshaitem Evechem. Hashem will remember the person, and the person will be saved from their enemy. And we continue and say, maybe a person will think to themselves, this Aveda of Lev Nishba Vinitke and the Bittal Nachna is necessary at the start of one's Aveda, when one's Yitzhahara is in its full force, but after winning the battle and being saved from one's enemy, and one is already serving Hashem in a way of Tam Vadas, they relate to it, they understand it, it becomes part of the way that they understand and think and their whole perspective and mindset, and one also has pleasure in it, then one doesn't need the Bittal Nachna. So the Pasuk teaches us, that also that even after winning the battle, at the time of bringing Karbanis, it's already Yim Sim Chaschem, it's a time of Karbanis, coming close to Hashem, even then there must be Uskaitem, the Bittel and Achna. And in the bringing of Karbanis, the Pasuk says the order is Al Oilei Seichem, and then Val Zivchei The first one has to bring Oilei Seichem, the Karban Oila, which the carbon oilos, those are completely for Hashem. And in Avedis Sa'adam, this is the total bittal of a person to Hashem. And only afterwards, one brings Shalmechem, which is the Aved of coming close to Hashem in a way of Tam Vadas, of understanding, similar to a carbon Shlomim, that the owners also have pleasure from it, because they also get to eat from it. So we're saying that also when one is already close to Hashem, there has to be the Uskaitem Bachat race, which is the bittal and Achana, and it's not just that it's also there, the order is that it's first, and then comes the connection of Tam and Das, and that's reflected in the Oila, which is entirely for Hashem, which that's the Bittal and Achna, and the Shlom, which the owners also eat from, which is the connection of the person to the Aveda. And more generally, Karban Oila is like Aveda Satfila, that a person goes up and attaches themselves to Hashem. And Karban Shlomim, which is eaten by the owner, is like the Aveda Sa'adam, while being occupied with one's material matters, Throughout the day, when it must be and So, on a more general level, until now we're talking about davening, and when a person has to beg Hashem, or when a person is coming close to Hashem, there still has to be the brokenheartedness. More generally, the carbon ayla represents when a person is being ayla, going up like a carbon ayla to Hashem, 
And carbon shlomim, which we said is the bailam, also eat from it. That's when a person is engaged and involved and occupied with their own personal matters, ma'asecha and rechecha. And there the avoda, the carbon part is that it should be l'shem shamayim and de'eyu. And the pasuk is hinting that the order is that the carbon eila comes before the carbon shlomim, because it's forbidden for a person to be involved in their personal matters before tefillah. That's Allah and shulchan aruch. And Rashi emphasizes even more. He says, when it says, It's not enough for a person's Avedah and Tefillah and Bittal to be a Avedah It's a person's own thing, but rather one must include themselves with the Tzibur. And especially we say that That it's specifically the Tefillah of a Rabbim that's wanted and desirable in front of Hashem. So we see that also the Avedah of Tefillah the bittul of the Avedas Yachid has to be with the Rabbim.